Welcome to my podcast entitled Saving Our Sisters. How are you? It's your girl, Lady V. Thank you for joining in on the conversation. If this is your first time, I would like to invite you to invite your sister, your Shug, your BFF, your auntie, your mom, your day one, and let them also be a part of the conversation. So, hey, how are you doing? I pray that you are hanging in there by faith, knowing and still having your eyes on God that he is going to remedy and rectify our land. It seems as if every time I get on this podcast, I am saying the same thing in regards to the Lord healing our land. And that's what faith is all about. Faith is taking a stance Faith is a posture of the heart when you are determined to continue to entreat God that he is going to remedy COVID-19. It's going into August, y'all. Listen, we started this quarantine, social distancing, masked in the month, I believe, March. And it seemed like we go from March to April to May to June, July, now August. Now we are yet fighting this demon that has infiltrated our land. But I just believe in the God. Listen, y'all, I believe in the God of the Bible. And I know, yes, there is facts. We have taken losses. Millions have been infected by COVID-19. So many have died. Just today, I've heard of loved ones that was on a ventilator and they didn't make it. And there's just so much philosophy behind this. There's so much um, detail, uncertainty. We're trying to figure it out. We can't figure it out. We know God is in charge. We know that he is the one that holds the whole world in his hand. Yet and still, we still have to just beseech the Lord and pray as in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 tells us to pray without ceasing. Yet and still, I find it just like, I can't even find the words to say how many have not changed. This is a time for us to retreat in our houses and just do better so we can do so we can be better people. But yet and still, I think it's a time that we continue to sweep around our own front door. You know what I'm saying? I don't have time to judge other people and I can because we see the fruit that people bear but yet and still I am in my closet, Psalms 91, in my secret place, 
asking God, Lord, work on me, Father. Work on me. Any area in me where I am missing the mark, Lord, let me make changes that last. And here's the thing. I, I want to remain. Have you ever prayed to God and asked God to deal with the matters of your heart? And you change for a minute and it comes back. Listen, I need to remain changed for the positive. Don't nobody have time for drama and negativity. I want to be fit for the kingdom, fit for the master's use continuously. I want to remain in a place of evolving. That's what I want to get to. So July 31st was my birthday. I turned 52 years old. To God be the glory. And there was a song that I used to hear years ago. I don't quite remember the title of the song, but I know the lyrics stated, millions didn't make it. But I was one of the ones who did. And I say that with so much thanksgiving in my heart when you look at the rate of death and, and sickness, illness, infirmities. I say that with thoughtfulness. I'm so grateful that God allowed me to wake up and he blessed me to see another day. So I want to talk to you about five things that I strategically learned and practiced this year as I approached approached the year 52 years old. And one was evolving. I've talked to my girlfriends about this one word so many times. Um, I think the one friend that introduced me to this word evolving was my Suge Deanna Lewis. She said to me one day, she said, girl, we should always evolve. We should not look like we looked last year. And when she said that to me, it hit home. It resonated in my heart. And I said, you know what? You're right. Why would I want to look like I looked a year ago? And let's just take it even closer. Six months, 30 days. We should always be evolving to be better. That's why I wrote the book Better Than Yesterday. I declare that I will continuously evolve to be better than I was on yesterday. And for years I've heard people say, oh girl, that's just the way that I am. The Lord knows me. He created me. But let me say something. Let me say something. You got to evolve from being mean to being more sweet. You have to evolve from being messy to turning your life into a message. Why would anybody want to stay stuck on being this negative person? We should all push and soar and climb to become better versions of ourselves, to become better individuals for our communities, for our homes, for our churches, for our children, and importantly, for yourself. So I am determined to evolve into what God has created me to be. And that is to be a person of value. Um, in the book of Psalms, he told us, I believe it's Psalms 139, verse 14. Don't quote me, but I hopefully, hopefully I'm right. 
And he said in his word that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I take that. I own that. I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. So why would I say, why would I stay stuck on stupid? Yes, I said it. Some of us stay stuck on stupid because we don't want to do the work to evolve, to become better, to be better versions of ourselves. You have to do the work. You hear me? Hear me good. You have to do the work. It takes effort. You get what I'm saying? So that is one of the five things on my list of turning 52 years old that I am determined to keep mastering. And that is to, to, to evolve, to be better, to be more sincere, to be a better friend. And I think I'm a pretty good friend. But listen, this is the kicker. We are not perfect. So we can never get to the point where we say we have mastered this thing called life because every day we are learning something new. Every day we are challenged to move to a different place. And that is the place of being better humans, better Christians, better wives, better sisters, better parents. You get what I'm saying? Better people don't stay stuck in your yesterday when tomorrow is approaching us and now we are in our today and we should look better. You get what I'm saying? So evolve, my sisters. Rise up, queens. Rise up. Moving right along, my number two for the year was having a spirit of gratitude. I have so much gratitude. God has been good to me. Listen, I've had health challenges. I've dealt with situations in my private life. And when I look over my shoulder, y'all know the mothers back in the day would say, when I look back over my life and see all the things that God has brought me through, I know you can say the same thing. I say, girl, listen, Shugs, I have so much gratitude. I have so much gratitude and I'm so thankful that God made choice of me. He made choice of me to do great things in his name, to make his name great. You hear me? I remember my mom said something to me that was pretty powerful. I used to say, mom, I just want to, I just want to be powerful in God. She said, stop saying that. And I said, what do you mean? I think that's that's awesome. She said, stop saying you want to be powerful in God. You need to say you want to make God's name great. And I said, Mom, I got it. See, that's another lesson. I learned one lesson from my sugar, Didi. And I learned another lesson from my mother at 91 years old. She said, never bring attention to yourself. You want to make God's name great. So in making God's name great, I stay and I remain in a posture of gratitude, knowing that that it is in God I live and I move and I have my being. And without him, I could literally do nothing. I will be lost. Think back on your life. Take a moment and just retrospect the times when you were 
down and downtrodden in a sunken place and you could not see the light at the end of the tunnel and you didn't know how you were going to even make your next car note or you didn't know how you were going to pay your bills. You didn't know how you were going to eat, eat and put food on the table for your children. But it was because of mercies, the mercies and the grace of God that God showed up just in time when you needed him. So my stance for the rest of my life will be a stance of gratitude. <laughs> this is good to me. I'm talking so fast, I'm getting tongue-tied. But anyway, carry on. Shugs, what is number three on my list? What is number three? I have evolved. I have a spirit of gratitude. And my next one, self-care is vital for my peace. Self-care, listen, sometimes we hear words and we don't stop to really define what that means. Self-care for me is taking a minute to just stop, chill, breathe, reflect, and just be in a space of peace. Self-care is taking me out of the chaos and bringing me into the calm. That's why I love my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 91, that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadows of the almighty. Self-care, we need it because you find sometimes we take care of everybody else. Y'all hear me? I say everybody. We take care of everybody else and we forget ourselves. Think about it. You get so many hours in the day. So, how many, how many, how much time can you say out of 24 hours you have given to yourself? That's something to think about because we have to answer telephone calls. We have to check. We do. We check these Facebooks. And we need to learn how to unplug from social media sometime and give yourself a mental break. Meditate. Rest in the Lord. Turn the TV off and just take time to reflect that God is good and we are yet breathing. We have the abilities of our limbs and it's just that time in time in life where we have to say, you know what? I'm going to take better care of myself because it's sad. And sometimes we don't really say it, but sometimes people have gone on. They have died. They're in the grave. And that's harsh. That's a harsh reality, but they didn't take care of themselves. I said at 52 years old, I think I did pretty good, but I could do better. Shugs, we got to do better. We have to take better care of ourselves. We have to learn how to retreat, replenish, restore the parts of us that we have taken and given out so much of ourselves to so many people, even our children, our husbands, our sisters. And it's okay because check this out. We are supposed to, but you got to stop, 
and you have to give yourself a time out so you can respond to your well-being. You can respond to your mental in a healthy manner. You get that? Self-care. It's vital. It is vital. And it is a way to your peace. And I want to have peace because God promised that we shall have peace. And I know it's a lot going on, but you deserve time for yourself. Now, this next one, number four. Y'all ready? (laughs) Wait a minute, let me get a little sip of water. (laughs) Y'all ready for this next one? Check yourself. That is number four. Check yourself. What do I mean by that? Let me give you 20 seconds to ponder on that. Check yourself. Y'all heard it back in the day. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Sometime you got to check yourself and say, Vicki, how is the posture of your heart? What are you doing, girl? What are you saying, girl? How is your attitude, girl? Check yourself because we know when we are not walking straight. What do I mean by that? We know when we are out of order, funny style, ugly, nasty. I'm talking to all of us. You have to take time to check yourself. Why? Because our babies, our nieces, the millennials, they are watching us. If they see us being nasty, who you think they get it from? They learn from the best of us. They learn from us. And I just got to remind us, women, we women, we are queens. We are royal. We are beautiful. Again, we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. So why would I be on a path of negativity when I can check myself and say, hey, 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 you're talking too much. Hey, 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 hey. You're doing too much. Smile. Can I get a smile from some of my sisters? Come on, y'all. A smile will open doors for you. Yes, it will. A smile will get you that job you've been praying for. A smile (laughs) will get you that man that you've been praying for late in the midnight hour. So that's why I say you have to check yourself. A lot of times we get so busy checking one another and we forget to check our own selves. Check yourself. Get your piece of paper. Write those four things down. You're going to evolve. You're going to show more gratitude about life and living. Life is beautiful. And I know we all have a moment, but gather yourselves back to a place And that place is self-care, where your peace is important, your peace is valuable. And then, while you are in your self-care moments and your secret place and your place of peace, take a moment and just check yourself. Sometimes I get in the mirror, I'm serious. I literally get in the mirror and I say, Vicki, you shouldn't have said that like that. That was rude. 
And when I think things that are negativity, I cast them down out of the atmosphere. You know, the word of God says to cast every wicked imagination down and bring it into the obedience of Christ. I cast it down and I say, no, Vicki Lynn Kemp, you will not think that way. You will not think that way about your sister. A lot of us spend a lot of times thinking negative negatively about our sisters. Why? Because we see ourselves like that. Mm, that's deep, huh? You see other people negatively. You see other people ugly because you have not evolved to create beautiful in your own life. And so when you look out upon other people, you see them in a different space because you are in a space that is not good, that is not godly, a space of negativity. So I say, queens, come on, check yourself, rise. And a lot of us feel like my husband preached a message once and he said, just because you have been left for dead, you don't have to die. So you don't have to die. And I'm talking about spiritually. Some of us die a spiritual death because we have been through it. We have been, we have dealt with pain and we have dealt with misfortune and hurt, abandonment. We have dealt with divorce and rape. And, and, and molestation, all of it. But listen to me, we gotta take it to our Father. And it takes work, it takes effort, and you gotta lay it at your Father's feet and you have to say, God, it's too much, it's too weighty, it's difficult, it's painful. Because you know what, one thing about God, He sees all of it, He heard it, He knows, but he wants us to open up our mouths and render it to him. He wants us to release it to him. That's why I say, check yourself and listen. Sometimes it's hard to look at yourself. It's difficult to look at yourself, but it's worth it. It's worth it. You want to live victoriously. We want to live as champions. We don't want to be so stuck in our past until our future looks bleak. Come on, queens, rise up. <laughs> this is good to me. So, my fifth one, if I was at church, I would say, this is my fifth close, my fifth one, and I'm closing. <laughs> I really love y'all. Some of y'all haven't even seen and will never get to see. But I'm so glad that you can hear the passion in my voice. My fifth one that I have learned. And I didn't learn it because I didn't have this behavior. But I seen it in so many of my sisters. And it's ugly. Let me just go to my book really fast. My fifth one is... Don't let the green-eyed monster kill you. That's a harsh reality. What am I talking about, the green-eyed monster? Proverb 14 in my book speaks of, it's cruel as the grave. What is that one ugly word? Jealousy. Don't let jealousy be a part of your DNA. Get rid of it. 
deal with it. You don't even have to tell nobody about it. Go in your secret place. Go back to self-care. Go in your secret place and say, God, I'm jealous of my sister. I've seen so much of it this year. It pains my heart. It makes me sad. Be excited for your sister. Be happy for your sister. Congratulate your sister until it is your turn. Your turn is coming. But your turn will come when you learn to celebrate somebody else. Or you can miss your turn. Or your turn will take you longer because you have landed in the seat of jealousy. Let me read a passage from my book and I'm closing. (laughs) I'm closing. I'm at church, y'all. I'm closing. I start off this passage in Proverbs as this. The largest audience rarely seen is assembled spectators who oppose you. Haters, or as some call them, frenemies, sit there at full attention, watching and waiting for you to fall. The oppose, those jealous hearts, smile externally, but internally something else simmers. Their strong desire For you to be defeated hides in the deep, dark chamber of their hearts. It's been there for so long that it has settled into the mind. Ugly, cruel, cold, and lonely. Happiness, listen to this. Happiness is an easier choice. Congratulating requires less energy. Complimenting seems Yet, they are content to withhold the beauty of praise, not realizing their glow comes from your shine. Vicki Kemp, (laughs) you wrote that. That was strictly from the throne room of God. Sisters, come on. Y'all see me clapping? I mean, (laughs) y'all hear me clapping? Clap for your sister. You don't know the cost of her alabaster box. You don't know her journey. You just see her ending. You don't know the beginning. You may, but you don't know the the middle. You don't know the secret tears. You don't know the secret triumphs. You don't know her prayers. Congratulate your sister. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Because your turn is coming. And when it's your turn, you're going to want somebody to cheer you on. You're going to want somebody to clap for you. You're going to want somebody to pray for you. That is my list of five that I have learned this past year. Evolve. Show gratitude. Self-care. And don't forget to check yourself. And don't want your sister's stuff. That's my number five. Beware of that green-eyed monster. Jealousy. I love you, my my shugs. You have an amazing week. Be victorious. Be triumphant. Share this podcast. And until the next time, know that I love you and I'm concerned and I care about you. Blessings.